Welcome back to Spoiler Reels. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to Spoiler Reels. I am your host. My name is Angel. And today, we got ourselves a movie that just recently came out not too long ago. I want to say about two weeks. Uh, it's, uh, I want to say, a pretty decent film. Um, a lot of mixed reviews about this film. I could see why, uh, and and I for the most part uh, after the movie, I I take a look at the comments to see how how a lot of people took it, and um, for the most part, I agree with with uh, some of the comments that were made for this film, uh, but some I disagree, and we'll definitely get to that in just a bit. Uh, before we get started, just want to let you guys know to follow me on uh, Instagram. Spoiler reels, spoiler underscore reels. Um, that's where I'll put the content of what I just recorded. And if you guys are interested in wanting me to review a film, let me know in the comments below. And I'll definitely try to get back to you guys on that. Um, also, I'm going to try to do a top 10 best, top 10 worst of 2021 uh, episode in just a few days as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, before we get started, guys, just want to let you know there's spoilers everywhere in this film. So uh, once I mention the, the name of the film, if you haven't seen it, you were interested in seeing it, pause the episode, watch the film, and then come back and see if you agree or disagree with me with my quote, uh, with my review, with my breakdown of the film, and also my rating at the end, which is from uh, 1 to 10. And uh, so without further ado, let's get started. Today I will be, as I mentioned, uh, be reviewing a movie that just recently uh, come out, and it is Nightmare Alley. Uh, this movie, let's see here, just googling it real quick. Uh, this movie was directed by Guillermo del Toro. I'm sure you guys, a lot of people know um, his his uh, body of work and and a lot of the movies he's done. Um, let me give you guys a quick, uh, rundown of the film, the overview in 1940s, uh, New York down on his luck, Stanton Carlisle, uh, played by, um, uh, oh man, I Bradley Cooper. I'm always forgetting his name for some reason. Endears himself to a clairvoyant and her mentalist husband at a traveling carnival. Using newly acquired knowledge, Carlisle crafts a golden ticket to success by swindling the elite and the wealthy. Hoping for a big score, he soon hatches a scheme to con a dangerous tycoon with a help from a mysterious psych- psychiatrist who might be his most formidable opponent yet. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, it stars uh, Bradley Cooper as Stanton. Kate uh, Blanchett is uh, Lilith Rid- uh, Ritter who is the psychiatrist, and then uh, Rooney Mara, who uh, she plays uh, Molly uh, in the movie. She is basically the love interest for uh, Bradley uh, Bradley Cooper. 
Uh, Tony Collette is in this one. She uh, she plays the character Zena. Uh, she's one of those uh, back in the day. You know, in the carnival, they had those uh, people that pretend that they can read your your future with the cards and whatnot. And she she plays that um, that character. Willem Dafoe is also in this film. He plays uh, uh, Clem. He's the one that has um, uh, that uses people uh, uses people to kind of basically drug them up basically and, and make them do some crazy shit that, that will, that can, uh, get people's interest, uh, in seeing it pay to see what he's willing to do, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, Richard Jenkins is the, uh, aforementioned, uh, tycoon, uh, one of the wealthy dudes that a lot, um, a lot of people wouldn't mess with, but Bradley did. Uh, a few more characters in here. We'll get to it right now. So it basically starts off uh, with Bradley Cooper and his and his. Uh, we find out his father, an elderly father. Uh, it just it shoots. Uh, the scene is basically him, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper hovering over his father. Uh, it looks like you know in the winter, uh, the house looks completely torn apart. Um, not well taken care of and whatnot. And it goes from there. And then it cuts to, uh, Bradley Cooper's character, uh, uh, in the, in the rain, basically he, he stumbles upon this, um, carnival, uh, that, oh, that's on the road, obviously moves, moves here and there. And, uh, he, he eventually, uh, finds a job, um, in, in there. Like I said, he's he's a struggling person. He's a person just struggling to make ends meet and whatnot. He has to sell certain things in order to, you know, have money and food and whatnot. So uh, that's that's how we basically start meeting him. By the way, in the beginning of the film, it's crazy. It shows how uh, he burns down the house that his him and his father were. Um, the style of clothing, it it's so weird because he looked like Indiana Jones. I was like, shoot, it, it, like, <laughs> no lie. If they were to, it, it, I, I know it's blas blasphemous, but if they were to make a fucking uh, uh, remake of Indiana Jones, Bradley Cooper could probably play it, dude. Like, the, the get-up and everything that he had in this movie, he looked a lot like it. And I was like, holy shit, dude, this guy looks like he could play Indiana Jones. Uh, but it, <laughs> anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there because... If you ever see this film and you see him in the beginning of the shot with the clothing and the hat and everything, he just looked like a young Indiana Jones. But anyways, uh, so he basically gets a job with Willem Dafoe. Uh, Willem Dafoe kind of gives him a job. He's like, here, you know, you can, I'll give you five bucks for the, for that, uh, radio you have there. And, and he said that he would give him a, a little job there and to make some money and, and some food and whatnot and a place to stay. So he becomes this person just working around the carnival, and that's where he starts meeting all these people. Uh, he meets uh, Tony Collette's character, who supposedly reads people's futures with their cards, and he meets the person uh, that's that's uh, with her. And the actor on that movie, or I'm sorry, in the that plays that character is David Stra uh, Stratham. Strathern. His name is Crum Crumbling Crum Crumbane. Oh man, I'm butchering the fuck out of that name. But anyways, he's kind of helps Tony Collette kind of like read um, the cards and whatnot because he's 
somewhat of a master of reading those cards, reading people, um, reading people like reading them outside and whatnot. Like he just looks at them, he kind of knows a little bit of what they're about and who they are and whatnot. And back then, it, it didn't take much. Uh, back then, it did not take much to, uh, uh, you know, to fool people. I guess at the time, so. Um, and then the carnivals, they were always, you know, uh, they, they would fake the funk. Uh, she wasn't really reading the card. She would kind of like look down and, uh, the guy, the character, uh, David, uh, would jot down, you know, what she needs to say. And she would pretend, you know, like she knows what she's saying or knows what she's doing and whatnot. And, and, uh, but he's an alcoholic. And so little by little he starts fucking up. So they, she needs Bradley Cooper's help. To kind of get kind of get things going, so eventually he starts moving up in the ranks in this carnival, and in the carnival he meets uh, Molly, who's played by Rooney Mara, and he starts garnering this love interest between um, between them, and uh, but she is being protected by the strongest man in the world, played by Ron Perlman. Back in the day, you know those those uh, dudes that would lift up like uh, Olympic bars with. with <laughs> That look heavy as hell, and uh, but he's getting up there in age. You can tell that he's like barely managing. But anyways, he he still brings in the crowd, and so she's being protected by him. And you know they start realize everybody in the carnival starts realizing that he's really interested in her. There's a scene in this film where Bradley Cooper's character and David. Uh, David asks uh, Bradley Cooper to bring him a, a bottle of, uh, of of alcohol, and uh, before that scene happened, uh, what's his name? Uh, Willem Dafoe's character kind of tells him basically where everything's at. He explains him how he's able to get someone, uh, uh, someone that that would that's able to bite a chicken's head off because there's a scene in that movie where the guy that he basically drugs up uh makes him a complete alcoholic that wouldn't eat for what won't let him eat for days almost a week and so when he throws a chicken uh in the ring he basically he has no choice but to bite you know to kill the chicken like eat and feast on him and people pay i think a quarter <laughs> to see him do that and that's Willem Dafoe's uh, uh hustle right there and in the scene there's a scene where Willem Dafoe tells him do you know how I get these guys to do this and he, he you know Bradley is curious about it so he says yeah he tells him that he picks up people from the war people that you know come back from the war uh, this was 1940 so I'm assuming World War Two, or maybe from World War One. who knows I would say World War Two, obviously uh, and they would come back home, you know, messed up. Uh, and so he uses them and he would tell them, he would give them this speech saying, you know, Hey, look, I might have a job for you. You know, it's, it's a part-time. He says, always let them know it's a part-time job, you know, until they find something else and that he kind of swindles them in there. And then he has this poison thing that kind of i think it was op uh opioid i might i'm, I'm saying oh i'm thinking opioid uh in a bottle and he spikes it spikes it in the drink 
and that's how they start turning a little little crazy or a little uh, addictive and they're willing to do anything so that's why he kind of uses them to you know hey i want you to bite the chicken's head off and do this and look crazy in front of this from the front of the audience so we can make some money and he does that man it's and it's so crazy the guy looks burnt out a beard he looks crazy and it's crazy it's it's crazy even bradley was kind of like man that's messed up but you know a business is a business to him i guess so uh, and then he tells them that he has this whole thing or all over all over the uh all over the carnival like where he has alcohol and then he has dangerous alcohol poisonous in fact to where it might it, it could kill someone and i think either bradley cooper accidentally uh gave it to him cuz it wasn't really wasn't really told or mentioned in the film but he did end up getting a bottle of, of alcohol for him. And when he left the bottle there, the guy was sleeping. David was sleeping. And he want, Bradley was looking at the book. all The book of where all the answers are like, as far as how to manipulate people with the scam that they do. And, and he wanted to learn it so he can take that, uh, take that on, you know, take that show on the road. And be the next, you know, psych, psych. What is that word? Uh, ones that could read people's minds, or that could uh, uh, talk to the, the the ghost from from the afterlife and whatnot, like you know, manipulate people basically on that. And and David wakes up. He's like, "Hey, you can't mess with this, man. This is some powerful shit." And you know, you just you have no idea. It can mess up. It can mess you up. And he's like, "All right, man. My bad, or whatever." He's like, "Look." David tells Bradley Cooper's character to like, look, just go and practice. You'll little by little, you'll get to it. The next morning, uh, Tony Collette uh, starts crying because they tell her that David died, and everybody, nobody would question it because everybody knew he was an alcoholic. They were just, they just thought that he just he basically he drank himself to death, but in reality. Uh, Bradley Cooper's character gave him the really poisonous alcohol where it could basically kill them and he didn't survive it. So he ended up dying. And uh, a few days later, the show goes on. Everybody starts performing for, for the audience and whatnot that come through. But uh, uh, little by little, they, 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 you know, they have to move on. They have to move on. And and Tony Collette basically let uh, Bradley Cooper keep the book that David had. And he was like, look, keep it. It's yours. David will want you to have it. And uh, him and Molly. Uh, and by the way, Molly's side of the character, uh, Rooney Mara, she is basically that uh, that's able to hold electricity inside her body. Um and it's actually pretty true because she even had, she even admitted saying like you know do you know at telling Bradley Cooper uh, like do you know how I uh, put up with it with the electricity running through my body and I was like oh shit so that was really true and <laughs> you think they would just make shit up but no she actually let it eventually she she said that she she got numb by the by the uh, <laughs> by the feel of it so she she just doesn't care anymore about it and uh, but she wanted. Bradley Cooper's character wants uh, Molly 
to go with him, uh, take the show on the road instead of the carnival. Like they want to take him to the big leagues where you uh, where they want to entertain uh, the wealthy people, uh, where they where they can score big money. And she accepts. Uh, they they both get on the road and they the next thing you know they're they're in um, I want to say New York. Yeah, well, obviously in New York, but like in the in the rich side of the rich side of New York. And so at this point, they took the show on the road. Uh, they're basically swindling uh, wealthy people to, you know, to make more money uh, than what they were doing with the carnivals and carnivals. You were, they were just getting quarters and whatnot. You take the show on the road where where wealthy people, they'll pay you more money. And, and especially if you're more if you're really good at it. And eventually they learned how to be good at it to where they can read, read, uh, uh, read people, whatever blindfolded and whatnot. And that he can say that, you know, he can speak from, um, people from the afterlife. Uh, and so eventually people start believing it. He's like, Oh, I can do this. And we can, you know, he's talking to me, your, your brother, your father, whatever, your mother They're there. I can hear them. And, and people believe it. They're like, I was like, oh shit. Eventually it starts getting a little too much for them. Even even Molly starts realizing that this could be too much. They're like they you know, like because they a lot of people start act uh, asking for uh private lessons. Not private lessons, but private, you know, uh uh private sh- shows. Like, you know, they wanna they want us the person that's willing to pay wants to talk to someone that they lost and they think they can do that through Bradley Cooper's character and Molly is not she's not for it like she's against it and then that's when we meet uh the psychiatrist um that basically uh, what's her name uh Kate Blanchett the psychiatrist who basically is the one that's able to rival Bradley Cooper uh, she knows exactly that he's a phony, that he, you know, he's not what a lot of people think they is. And she even tests him in front of everybody. Luckily for Bradley Cooper, he ends up getting, uh, getting it right. Cause she asked, she asked him what he, what she had on her, um, in the purse. And he, he actually did get it right. Even though, uh, it was really a fucking, a really good guess, you know, and, so uh, the the guy that uh, one of the rich guys wants to wants to do a private show. Uh, he wants to talk. I want to say to his son, uh, who they lost in the in the war, and uh, and he's like, "Look, I'm not sure." And Molly was telling him, "Don't do it," but they said that you know, if you do it, that they would double their pay. So of course, uh, Bradley Cooper accepted. He goes. Um, and then this is around the time, like this is two years later, two years after they had left the carnival, so they've been on the road for two years doing this show. After a while, you start seeing because they were they were all lovey dovey in the beginning in the carnival, and then once they get to the show in the big city, you can start sh- seeing that their relationship starting to have little cracks here and there. They're they're arguing a lot, um, you know. They're they're always, you know, angry with each other. Uh, and then, uh, but the, they were like, that's why Molly was telling them, don't do this. Like it's getting too far. We'll eventually get caught and we're, you know, it could, it could be a problem because this is rich people. You don't want to fuck with them. And, uh, but Bradley Cooper's like, look, we, we got to get a big score going with this, you know, and eventually it's, we were going to have to cash out. And so 
he he goes to the house and the main thing is that uh he starts pretending to, to um to think that he knows he knows her 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 son and and whatnot and and he says the only way I'd be able to do this to pull this off is if uh is if he actually col- uh collaborated with Kate Blanche's uh, character because she is a psychiatrist to the uh the uh rich guy uh the one that's trying to contact with her with his with his dead son and he uh but he doesn't go his wife goes his wife goes to to the psych- psychiatrist for you know after losing her son you know she she needed therapy so Bradley Cooper made a deal with Kate Blanchett to kind of give him all the information that she had about her son so that she can use it and make it look realistic that he knows who he is what he looks like what he's about you know to kind of get a big score out of it she agrees and in return she she doesn't care about the money in return she wanted to uh she wanted to do the she wanted private lessons with him as far as like she wanted to kind of get in, inside his mind and whatnot like you know do her job basically she's a psychiatrist so she wanted to kind of uh do that with him and so he's like all right fuck it you know like who cares because he thinks he thinks you know he thinks psychiatrist is as baloney as his fucking show is so he doesn't care he's like whatever it's all fake who cares but eventually you realize Kate Blanchett was playing chess the whole time in this movie like she was like getting in his mind telling him like hey do you drink he says no my dad used to, uh, but not, I don't, never liked it, never liked the smell, never liked the taste or whatever. And he's like, all right, we'll work on that. She's like, we'll work on that. So little by little, she's chipping away at, at Bradley Cooper's mind and getting inside his mind without even him realizing it. And I really liked that. That was pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, he goes to that house, uh, tells him everything, and every, they believed it. They're like, holy shit, like, how did you know all this stuff? And... Uh, and then they were like, yeah, man, everything that you said was right and it's true. The, even the wife believed it. She said, he said that, you know, he was telling her, like, you'll, you know, he's waiting for you in the afterlife. You know, he's he's there. He's there faking it, obviously. And he gets paid, man. He gets paid a, 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 a chunk. And he leaves all the money at Kate Blanche's office in the safe, thinking that, well, I believe you because you don't even want the money anyway. So... You know, so he leaves all the money because he doesn't want Molly to know that he's doing this side hustle, basically. Uh, eventually, Molly starts getting uh, homesick. You know, she calls the she calls uh, Ron Perlman, the, the strongest man in the world, and uh, Tony Collette uh, to come by to come to come by and visit them, and and they start talking and visiting, and and Tony Collette starts kind of telling them like, "Hey, look." what you're doing it's great and all but it's gonna you're gonna get yourself hurt doing this like eventually you like you'll get caught and it could be some consequences but he doesn't believe it like his eyes are on the prize he is ignoring everybody he's ignoring everybody's warning and everything like that and he's just willing to go and then that's when they meet the tycoon the main guy like a really rich powerful dude but if you cross this dude you you know there could be some really consequences 
he asked he asked a uh, he has to come by to his house, Bradley Cooper. So Bradley Cooper goes to his house, uh, and he didn't realize, but they were gonna do a lie detector on him to make sure that he's actually the real thing. And before that happened, uh, he he visited Kate Blanchett to see if he can get, you know, uh, 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 store, uh, you know, uh, information about him. And this is when Kate Blanchett even told him, like, this guy you don't want to fuck with. Are you sure you want to do this? Because if you fuck with this dude, there could be some real problems. And he's like, look, just do it, because this guy would pay me a lot. This is this is the big score that I'm looking for. If you just do this for me, you know. You know, we'll we'll continue these sessions that you want to do. So she said, okay. And then every time before he gets the information, he has to do a session with her. And, he, and little by little, again, she starts telling him, like, hey, like, you know, about your mom, about your dad, and this and this and that. And you can start seeing that that she is chipping away on uh, on his confidence and on his on his mental being. And, um, it's crazy, man. Kate Blanchett, little by little was this, um, she, she, she was the one he should have, he should have feared out of everybody, which is crazy. Anyways, and then he gets to the house, they do a lie detector on him and everything. And he looks like he's failing. And then he starts realizing, like pretending like, Hey, like he starts having this, this, uh, this illusion or whatever that he he can see his 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 dead wife, the tycoon's uh, dead wife because I guess the guy mis really mistreated her and and her kid and whatnot and so he's guilty about it so he wants to speak with his wife to apologize for what he did and whatnot with all this regret and doubt and he gives him this little nugget about where like. That he even even the tycoon dude like didn't even think he would know, and he was like, "Holy shit, how did you know that?" He's like, "What the fuck? How did that? How did that work? How did he know that? Nobody knows that." And uh, that's when the tycoon guy kind of realizes that okay, maybe this guy is legit. So he calls him for a session, and he's like, "I'll give you ten thousand dollars a session if you can get me to talk to my dead wife in the afterlife." And he was like, "Oh shit!" and Session after session that he goes, the guy, the tycoon is, starts growing tired. He's like, he's like, dude, I, I'm, I giving you everything you got. All you giving me in return is feeling guilty, even more guilty. Either you do your job or, you know, you know, you, there'll be some consequences. And he said, all right, let, let me figure it out. And what Bradley Cooper's idea was, is to dress Molly uh as as the tycoon's dead wife because he said they looks they that they look similar he's like do this for me make it look like you're a ghost you know he's like i'm all i'm gonna do is uh, is have him be a you know get on his knees and pray whatnot and then you you get out of the back out of the back gate and then you leave and that's that and molly was really against it like so much against it that she even left the note to tell bradley cooper he doesn't want I, she doesn't want to do this and in in between these scenes, Kate Blanchett got Bradley Cooper to start drinking. And then ever ever since he took that sip, after that he's been nonstop uh, drinker. Starts you know while he's reading the the letter that Molly uh, left him, uh, he's over here. <laughs> he 
poured himself a drink and drank the whole damn thing before he started reading the letter. You know, you start realizing that he's kind of falling apart here. And it's all because of Kate Blanche's character. And and uh, he, he sees and he goes to the train station to catch up to her. And uh, he does. He eventually does. He tells Molly, look, I need you to do this for me. If you can do this one thing for me, that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll have a big score and we can leave and we could start our lives and do what and all this and all that. Basically making a ton of promises if you just did this part. Molly eventually agrees. She says, okay, I'm going to do this one thing and then I'm out, you know, and, and she's like, okay, that's fine. And so uh, Molly dresses up in this white dress, this white dress get up and, um, has the same hair look and everything and and pours like fake blood on her hands to make it look like she's you know uh from coming from the dead and then there's blood on like near her stomach basically i from the looks of it it's because he 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 uh i believe he killed her uh while she was pregnant and so there was blood coming out from you know you know <laughs> so uh and and he he eventually tells like he Bradley Bradley Cooper's character tells Molly hey Molly I need I need you to be here at eight o'clock by eight o'clock he'll will be right next to that gate you open that gate I unlocked it for you you open that back gate and it'll just be us two and then that's it we'll we'll do a prayer and then and then we'll get up by the time you get up you're gone that was the that was the the scheme. Bradley Cooper tells him, okay, you know, because uh, the tycoon has a bodyguard, and he tells the bodyguard to leave, so just to leave them to whatever. And uh, while they were going, they're basically walking and whatnot. They cut a scene, which is, uh, the scene completely threw me off, because I was not, I was not ready for it. The scene where the 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 father and the and the mother who lost their their uh, child at in in the war. Uh, there's a scene where like they're both you know they're eating I want to say dinner, and uh, the mom just says, you know I was thinking a lot of what you know Bradley Cooper character is like I was thinking a lot of what he said about our son about how he's waiting for us in the afterlife. And he's like, and he's like, yeah, I know, yeah, of course. And she's like, I want to go there already. I want to go there now. And, she, and he's like, no, I know, I get it, you know, we'll, and we will. And then she, <laughs> she just pulls out a gun and shoots her husband in the fucking head. And she's just smiling because she feels like, she's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go with with her son, and then she was gonna go with her son or whatever in the afterlife, like this phony thing that she fell for and now she got she killed her husband she turns the gun and fucking shoots herself in the head and it was a it was a crazy scene uh one to watch for but i was like holy shit so they're both died because they, they they believed in this fucking phony of bradley cooper's character uh saying that that her son was waiting in the afterlife and that's why she shot her husband and herself just to go be with her son in the afterlife fucking crazy Anyways, um, and then it cuts to uh, Bradley Cooper walking with the tycoon guy, and um, they're walking towards near the gate where Molly will be out dressed up, and uh, 
and and all of a sudden Molly comes out of, up from through the gate just like she said at eight o'clock and she's dressed up looking all bloody and the tycoon kind of looks like holy shit is that you like because it's and it's and it's snowing as well like it's 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 night it's snowing and uh and so like he thinks you know that's her and so bradley cooper's like okay we need to get on our knees and pray he's like and the tycoon is like fuck that this is my wife i need to get close to her and talk to her and and bradley cooper's like no that's not a good idea because the closer he gets the closer he's gonna realize that that's not his wife and he gets closer and realizes that that's not her he's like what the hell what's going on and molly's like look i'm sorry i didn't want to do this in the first place and then he kind of like grabs a hold of her hand like you know uh kind of pressing up on her and she's like let go of me and bradley cooper's like let her go and then he the tycoon turns at at uh bradley cooper's character and he's like you motherfucker you fucking phony motherfucker and he slapped the shit out the guys the tycoon slaps the shit out of molly and that set off bradley cooper he punched the fuck out of that tycoon so much that his fucking nose was completely missing like he punched the shit out his nose was basically completely caved in in his face and i was like dude the gruesome in this film is crazy and uh the uh the bodyguard uh here here's the guy the tycoon because he was yelling his name out calling him out or whatever and he starts shooting at bradley cooper and molly and they both both molly and bradley cooper get out through the back gate where their car was waiting and once he started the car the 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 bodyguard runs out, and then when he runs out, Bradley Cooper fucking runs him over twice. He runs him back, and then he's laid out, and then the bodyguard grabs the gun and tries to shoot him, and Bradley Cooper just runs right through the dude and basically shatters his fucking body, and it, it, I mean, it looks insane. Molly basically had enough. She, wa- she walks away from, from Bradley Cooper, and Bradley Cooper's like, fuck it, I don't need you anyways, whatever. We're done. So you don't hear from Molly after that. She's gone. Uh, and then Bradley Cooper goes back to Kate Blanche's office to basically collect the money and then bounce. The money that he was kind of putting aside uh, behind Molly's back. So that's why he was like, fuck it, whatever. I got money. I'm out. Uh, but not realizing that Kate Blanchard basically was setting him up the whole time. Uh, and then before you know it, she had records of, of him talking to to her about all the schemes that he was willing to do and whatnot so uh she double crossed him and she kept basically all the money uh and called the cops on him and before you know it uh he's on the run he's on the run from cops he eventually does escape he does escape from the cops he gets on this fucking train full of fucking uh chickens and whatnot and before you know it, months have passed because after a while he gets, I think he's been traveling far away because uh, then it cuts to, it cuts to him basically with a full beard, his hair is long. So obviously it's months have had, months have passed and he lands on this new carnival. So he's back to square one on a whole new carnival, on a whole new, um, a whole new set of characters. Uh, towards the end and then at the end we find out that uh bradley cooper's character uh killed his father 
they showed that uh, that the old man was just in the in the bed uh, and like looking like he was dying and stuff. And Bradley Cooper opened the window where it was cold as fuck because it's winter. It's cold as fuck. He takes the blanket away from his father. The father can't move, um, so uh, he basically freezes to death. And then Bradley Cooper just burns the house down. That's what we see in the beginning of the film. We just didn't know what happened to the father. But then we realized that he just, he let him freeze to death and let him die. And once he died, he, uh, he burned the place down. So we see that. And then it cuts to Bradley Cooper talking to the main guy that owns the carnival, the new carnival. And <laughs> here's where I started laughing. Cause the, the guy was like, no, we don't have any, any jobs or anything like that. I'm sure you're, you were, you were a big shot in, in over there in, in New York, but you know, it, it, it won't work out here because times are changing. We need more, we need more new shows, new, you, you know, new tricks and whatnot. And the new guy basically gives him the same speech that Willem Dafoe had told Bradley Cooper that one time, how he was able to swindle people into getting a job. And that's why Bradley Cooper starts making this, this, uh, he starts laughing because he realizes that he realized he is now that new guy that that guy that um the guy that ate that ate the 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 uh, chicken the one that that one that fucking bit the throat off. He is now that character, and he told him like he starts giving that speech like I might not have a job it's temporary and whatnot and he even gave him a a, a drink where Willem Dafoe said that he would spike those drinks to kind of be who you know, to kind of get him addicted to uh, drugs and alcohol and all that shit. And then he realizes that that's exactly what this guy is doing. And he starts laughing and he's like, you know what? Fine. I was born for this fucking role anyways. He starts laughing menacingly and then it cuts to black. And then the movie's over. A few things here about it. The negative, let's go with the negative parts here. The pacing of this film. It's it's slow. A bit too slow, though. I think they could have trimmed off a lot of uh, maybe 10, 15 minutes of this movie. Maybe even 20. And I think it still would have been just as good. The pacing of this film is just, it's just too long. It drags on too long. This movie is about two and a half hours long. And I think it just dragged on for its own good. And it wasn't needed. That was really the negative of, of it, of this film, because the rest of it seemed really good. The characters, the acting, the performances of the, uh, of it, um, and the story. The story was great. I like how it all came around, um, basically saying, is it a man? Is it a beast? And whatnot. And Bradley Cooper becomes that character at the very end. He even looks like the guy with the beard, the hair all tore up, basically. And, and he looks just... He looks completely gone, and I, I like I like that. I like um, all that. I think it's just the the pacing of this film, and I think a lot of people will probably won't like this this movie too much simply because of that. It's too long. It would be too long for people, and I it, it's it is it is very slow paced. I, I read a lot of the comments that said the the pacing on this is too slow and i was like yes i agree because I, I was like yeah it was a bit too slow uh, 
I feel like we could have gotten a few, uh, more in-depth with a few other characters. I think if they would have done that, I think it would have been a little bit better. Because uh, I feel like Ron Perlman's character was a bit misused. Wasn't used well. Neither was Tony Collette's uh, uh, character. I think if we would have got them in just a little bit more, I think this movie would have been a lot better. Uh, obviously, they focus more on uh, Bradley Cooper's uh, character, Molly and and Kate Blanchett they were like those main three characters that they wanted to focus more but if we would have focused a little bit more on the on the other characters uh, I think this movie would have been a lot better instead we get this dragged on slow pace between these three and for the most part it was great but I, I really did like the uh the uh the chemistry between uh Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett between them two because uh, Bradley Cooper thought he he knew it all, and and then he me, he finally meets this match with Kate Blanchett, who is a psychiatrist who got into Bradley Cooper's mind without even knowing it, and was playing him since day one, and he didn't even realize it. And it, I thought that was I thought that was great. And like I said, the the whole going back to square one and realizing he is now that the man or the beast basically he is now the 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 newly beast of the carnival and he'll more than likely be you know biting the fuck out of the fucking the head of a, of a chicken uh in the carnival and the shows and whatnot uh other than that there's not much to say Guillermo del Toro obviously you can tell this is his his work this is his movie you can tell the way it was shot the cinematography on it is really great it really is the, the shots in this movie um, the characters, everything was great in this film. I, I just think if this, if, if, if it wasn't so slow paced, um, I think this would have been a lot better. Um, overall, uh, not a bad film. I think if you guys had the time, uh, you know, like I said, it's two and a half hours long. Uh, if you guys were trying to watch it at the movies, I would say go ahead, but, uh, just keep in mind, it's pretty long. So, uh, you know, I I know if people were trying to rent it out, I don't. I think people would completely just, I think 30, 40 minutes in, and they'll kind of like look away from the movie and look on their phone and whatnot, and wouldn't really too, care too much about it. But I think if you watched it at the at the movies, I think it'd be a lot better. You you would be more focused on the story and 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 whatnot. So I would I would I would I would definitely check it out if you're uh, if you guys are interested in it. As far as how I explained it. Uh, with that being said, let's go down to my rating here. So for this, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. Uh, it is a recommendable film. Like I said, be, be really, uh, patient with the film. <laughs> uh, be patient with the film. It is a, it's a it is a slow burn kind of film, but, um, uh, I think the story is entertaining enough to, to keep you engaged in the film and, and to see how, you know, how, how it all ends and whatnot. So, uh, I really like the ending. I, I like the ending of this film. I think the ending was really good and the whole story itself. Um, so I'm going to give it a, a seven out of 10 and, uh, I, it's recommendable. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. All right, guys, that's it for my review for nightmare alley. Do you guys agree with my review? Do you not? Uh, what did you think of it? What What's your guys' rating? 
Uh, let me know in the comments uh, below on Instagram. Spoiler reels, spoiler underscore reels. And I, uh, and as, like I said, keep, uh, stay tuned for the uh, top 10 best and top 10 worst um, of 2021. And with that being said, guys, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.